Hey, welcome back to Burnout to Badass. Are you ready to get in the grunge of burnout? Walk the journey and see the imperfectly marvelous on the other side? Well, I'm excited to share this conversation with you that I had with Kara Festa. She's a professional engineer. She is definitely my kind of people as a woman of STEM and a coach and consultant. All right, let's get into her burnout story and see the journey beyond. Welcome to Burnt Out to Badass, my fellow friend, colleague, and coach, Kara Festa. It is so great to have you here with me on the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, and we are going to talk about your Burnt Out to Badass story. So start us from the beginning. What did it feel like when you were a successful engineer? It felt really hard. It, it seemed like it should have been awesome. And it didn't feel awesome at all. In fact, the the better, in quotes, the better my life was supposed to be, the harder it felt and the more I was just exhausted and um, not at all feeling fulfilled by my career. Yeah. And isn't it amazing so many times how like outwardly people perceive like we are killing it, but inwardly it's the exact opposite. That is so true, I think, of high achieving women. So much. That's what I hear. That's what I've experienced as well. So tell me a little bit about the journey of coming out of burnout. It was a long and arduous process, really. And it took me a long time to figure out exactly how I wanted to move forward. And I ended up deciding to take a coach training course that was a year-long program This was while I was one of the owners of an engineering environmental consulting firm. So I kind of decided to do that on the side as something that interested me. And I felt like that would also be helpful for my leadership. And there was a lot of reasons that I decided to do it. But I didn't really realize when I was going into it how transformational and how just amazing it was going to be for me for so many different reasons. Absolutely. And so being a partial owner in the engineering firm, killing it being a woman in STEM, showing the boys that we can like see eye to eye with them and going through the coaching training. What do you think like really shifted within you? I think I started to, I started to know myself and what was important to me a lot more than I did previously. So I think before the coach training program, I was on, I was on more of a of an autopilot sort of where I just responded to what came up in life. I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I feel like I was really responding to people's expectations of me versus what I felt like I wanted and needed and what was valuable for me in my life. And so the big shift that I think happened for me was that I actually kind of turned inward and started to ask what was important to me and who was I really and what did I care about? And I realized I didn't even have answers to a lot of those questions. Like I had spent so much of my life just responding to what the demands were that were placed on me or what I thought the demands were, what I thought I was supposed to do, you know, how I thought I was supposed to behave and act and be that I really didn't even know the answers to some simple questions like, what do I want in all of this? You know, what would feel good to me? But that was pretty mind blowing to realize that, you know, I had no idea what my needs were or how to take care of myself, really. Oh my God, I feel that. I feel that so much. I, I 
remember somebody asking me after I got out into full-time practicing medicine, like, all right, like what are the next five or 10 years look like? And I was like, more of this. And they're like, no, it, it doesn't have to. And I didn't even know the answers. Like I was honestly thinking at the time I was like, okay, my oldest kid in 10 years will be in high school. And like, that's, that's how I was like basing things off of. I didn't even know what I wanted to pursue at that point anymore. Another part in my journey, which I think you can relate to this, is giving yourself the permission that your intuitions and feelings are valid. For so long, I didn't I didn't validate myself. Oh yeah, I can definitely resonate with that. In fact, well, especially feelings and intuition both are I think really critical to us as women in the world and in business. Feelings, especially in the world of STEM, are not welcome in the world of business. And so just emotions in general, there's there's not a lot of space for them. And so you just learn to suppress, you learn to ignore, you learn to, you know, hold back and not acknowledge. And and that's just super damaging over time, really damaging to, I think, emotionally, physically, even it, it's really hard on the, the body and the soul to do that. And then intuition. I mean, if you're not in touch with your feelings and your body because you've had to cut all of that off and just live in your head because that's what society expects of you, you don't have access to intuition. Like you're not even in touch with where all of that comes from. So that was part of my journey was kind of coming back to connecting with myself and my body and and all of those juicy, delicious things that we have going on in ourselves that we're told are not acceptable in business and in the workplace and, you know, for women to express. And that's actually how we met was at a virtual online conference that was talking about these exact things. And I was so excited because in the conference, there were like women in more of like the arts and like creative fields. And when I found you as a fellow woman in STEM, I was like, praise Jesus, we're not the (laughs) only ones that are recognizing like we got to get out of our heads, even though my job in medicine, your job in engineering is all about like the algorithm and the next thing and like, how do we fix it and follow the rules that actually we're better women in STEM when we're using our whole creation. Yes, so, so true. And talk about how you've brought that now into your work about bringing like your whole self in? Well, the the coaching work that I do, well, it's interesting. You say work and I do coaching work. I still do engineering work as well. And so, you know, it's for the engineering work, trying to really find that balance and continue to maintain my connection to me in the midst of those same expectations, right? I'm, I'm actually in the construction industry now, which is um, also, you wouldn't be surprised to hear, a male-dominated industry, <laughs> maybe more so than engineering consulting even. And so really connecting with you know what's important to me and kind of staying true to myself is even more important in that role. And so what I do in the coaching world, really, I need to bring back to that, which is, you know, to to help women to connect head, heart, and body and and really bring all of those parts online and what they do so that they aren't just in their head responding and and acting, but not really feeling you know, where they are and what's going on. And so I do a lot of work with mindfulness and a lot of work with sort of non-traditional practices in the coaching work to, you know, to help kind of build that baseline of you know, mindfulness and just connection to self so that when you're back in those other environments, you still have what you need to remember that you're there, you know, and touch in with yourself and, and take care and, and see how you're doing. 
throughout the day and, you know, not just get lost in the stress and the, the fast moving pace of work life. Yeah, because it's so easy to do. And so many times we don't give ourselves the permission to slow down. That's not even an acceptable choice. But in reality, it's always available to us. It is. And it's sometimes hard to find that because we get really wrapped up in what's happening now and what's due tomorrow and, you know, in five minutes and people are demanding things of us. And there is still an opportunity to be present even in those moments of kind of intensity. And and that's an ongoing practice for me. I can't say that I can do it all the time. And, you know, I'm always just calm, cool and collected and feel like I have a ton of extra time on my hands. But what I do have is I have a much more sensitivity now to like when I feel my stress levels going up, you know, I actually am really conscious of that. And I can then, you know, take some some active steps to take care of that before it gets overwhelming and before I really, you know, get too wrapped up in things. Yeah, I can feel that. Like it's like from going zero to volcano mode, like now intentionally being like, okay, it's starting to climb, starting to feel the heat. In your STEM life, talk a little bit about how you have implemented these like coaching strategies and that sort of thing to help with that. Well, I would say some of it is taking time, even if it's brief throughout the day, just to take a moment to tune in, you know, kind of do some mindfulness practice, even if it's something that's just a few, a few moments, being really purposeful about giving myself a break, getting up from my desk. I mean, those simple things there, you know, a lot of them are not complicated, (laughs) but I also know that it's really easy to skip them. And, you know, so the real trick is to get enough in the mode of actually doing them that, you know, even though you really want to keep working, you actually take a few minutes to you know stop and do something else. And some of it is, you know, also like the work outside of work where, you know, I'm doing mindfulness practice or I'm acknowledging the emotions that came up, you know, that maybe, you know, I didn't have the ability to be with at the time, but now I can go back and express those emotions and, you know, feel what was going on for me and, you know, and let go of some of the the tension that's stored as a result of life in general. So, you know, there's some things during work and there's some things that happen as as sort of life life practices outside of work that just kind of help keep that baseline. Yeah, to unpack it later. For me too, like living a badass life is doing just that. It's like showing up, being the amazing engineer, being the amazing doctor, being the amazing woman in STEM, but showing up as like her whole self, no longer compartmentalizing like, well, I have to be like this at work and I should wear this type of clothes. And but I really think that's the the definition for me of like what a badass is. What's a badass for you? That is a great definition. I think that for me, badass is really just trusting myself and being very willing to have my voice be part of the conversation and be able to listen to other people as well. You know, so I think that all comes from a much deeper place than the thinking mind can offer us. And, and it's really just part of that wholeness that we talked about earlier, you know, the head, heart, body integration lets all of that kind of wisdom that I call your badass inner board come up and, and help guide you in life, you know, so that you're really tapping into that deeper place. And, you know, instead of being in reactivity and 
just responding to the stress in the way that we so often do. So Absolutely. Well, I love it. I love hanging out with you online. I've loved getting to know you more. But tell our guests a little bit more about what you're doing in the coaching space and where they can hang out with you. Well, thank you for asking. I'm in between group programs right now, but I will be launching another group program after the first of the year that's going to be geared towards women in STEM careers. And it will be kind of a peer advisory slash group coaching. So not all about me, you know, talking about me and things I know, but my guidance and facilitation and the wisdom of the group. I've really enjoyed that format when I've done it before. And so that's what I'm going to, you know, going to tee up again for after the first of the year. And People can find me on either my website, uh, which is karadiane.com, or primarily on LinkedIn is where I'm most most active, where you can find most of my information and materials. And I love LinkedIn. It is a great place for us women in STEM to hang out because it's like pseudo professional, but then also bring in the sass too. Yeah. And I've found that I've really enjoyed bringing a little bit more of myself to LinkedIn in the last year or so since I've been in this coaching, the coaching world. And that's, that's scary. It's exciting to do. And it's scary to do to really put more of who you are out there in the world in that way. It's quite a practice in itself. Well, friend, I think you're a phenomenal badass. You are a trendsetter. You are helping so many women in the world. And it's just an honor to have you as a podcast guest. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So what does it mean to you to be totally badass? I would love to hear from you. Check out the show notes and how you can get in contact with me or come over and visit burntouttobadass.com. Lots of great resources happening over there, and I would love to hear your answer to what it is to be a badass. So remember, whatever that is, the badass in me honors the badass in you. (laughs) 